And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast episode. We are actually doing our Suicide Squad 2016 review. This is our Redux uh, version of the 2016 version of Suicide Squad. I reviewed this a couple of years ago, back before I had a podcast. That video was like maybe five, maybe six minutes long. So, you know, what better way to do this with co- with friends, with company, than with my friend Charlie? Hello to everybody. Hello. And once again, he's my co-pilot over here. He's actually my co-host. So with that being said, let's just dive right on into this thing. I know I said six years, but still with the migraine headache that I have from watching this movie, it feels like six years. But still, um, what I have to say about this is when Roberto and I reviewed the trailer, we were psyched up for this. If you want, know, don't know who Roberto is, you can go on ahead, check that all the old stuff out on our YouTube channel. But we were excited about it. We were talking about it nonstop, about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody being played in the trailer. We were very excited for it. Then the movie comes out. And it was very choppy. It was a mess of a film. It felt like a two and a half hour music video. It didn't make any sense on the stuff that they were doing. I understand David Ayer did the best he could what he, what he had because WB executives like to interfere with films, as we all know with Jack Snyder. But... You know, there's aspects of the film that I did enjoy, and there's some aspects that I didn't enjoy of this film. And, and underneath all this mess, you have a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be and everything. And it could have been so much simpler, and I'll get to that in a minute on how I think that this could have been a lot simpler movie without the whole entire witch part or the Macarena witch. That's what I like to call her, the Macarena witch featuring the putties from Power Rangers, because that's what it felt like. <laughs> but, you know, overall, I saw this movie twice in theaters, thinking that I would actually enjoy the second go-around. I didn't enjoy it. It felt like going to the dentist, trying to get my tooth removed. But what about you, though? What was your first initial thoughts into the film? Uh, yeah, um, I, like I said, I was more hyped for the trailer. Like, I think it was, like, my brother and I went to see John of Justice, and we saw this trailer, and they played the Bohemian Rhapsody, the trailer, and, like, everybody in the theater was like, oh, yeah, they were clamoring how this looked awesome, and it did. It looked all looked really good. First time I watched this, I watched this with um, our other co-host, Sean. Him and I went to go see it, and we watched it together, and we enjoyed it the first time. Um, I think he, he caught Enchantress, and he gave him a creepy boner or something. <laughs> that I, may not, I don't know. I, I may not be quoting him right. We can ask him when he, when he joins us for our Dexter review next on Thursday. But we enjoyed it for what it is. And then, then, I, then I watched it again, and I just got tired of it, honestly. It, I just... I, it just Anything I liked about it kind of got overshadowed by how bad it is. And just watching it last night, I don't, I got, there's parts of it, I got bored. I'm like, all right, like, crack, get off the pot. Let's finish this. All right. And, and there was some, and then, like you said, this is a music video. This is a complete music video. Every scene had to have a song. And, and it's shame because some of the songs are really good, but it just ruined. It didn't go well with the sequence, and it's just like it was like all over the place. I mean, there are aspects I liked of this, and I still kind of do, but then, then there's a lot I do not like at all. And like, and for five years, this does not hold up. And we wanted to do this review because we reviewed the better one yesterday. So we have not seen the Suicide Squad, which is no correlation to this one except for some of the characters and stuff. 
go ahead and either watch that on HBO Max or go to the theater to see it because that is the much better version of it. And John and Will will fight you on that if you disagree otherwise. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. The thing that I liked the most about this film, in a sense, was the very beginning where we first introduced into Amanda Waller, the death of Superman, the continuation of Batman for Superman. So you have some continuity to go in with the film to understand where this film is trying to go at. And then I also like how if this thing goes wrong, the villains are thrown under the bus because, hey, they're villains. That's what they're supposed to do. So I like that concept. And everything, but after the first five minutes, after we're done with that whole entire thing, it goes on a downward spiral ladder or staircase to the point where of no return. And it could have been so much better because I read the Suicide Squad New 52 whenever they did their run. And the first couple of issues of the Suicide Squad wasn't about them going after Enchantress, it was about Harley Quinn trying to go for Mr. J. And everything, and then her trying to backstab the Suicide Squad, getting into Deadshot's head because there was she was actually fooling around with his head, trying to put a love interest into him, basically, and trying to form a connection with him, which worked in the comics. So the way that they could have done it was this: have a simple context of doing something like that, where they're looking for the Joker, and on that journey. Harley Quinn backstabs the Suicide Squad. Now it becomes a mission to have to hunt down not only the Joker, but also Harley Quinn. To me, that would have been a better storyline. It's simplistic. It doesn't have a supernatural effect. We don't have to worry about the Enchantress doing any Macarena dances, no silly putty or whatever from the Power Rangers stuff. To me, that would have been a better movie. It's simple and stuff like that. Diablo was actually the better character that was fleshed out to me, but Anyways, uh, what did you think about the Amanda Waller introduction? What did you think about some of that other stuff? I mean, I thought that was a cool intro. You get to see the other aspects of the character, like introduce the dead shot. Um, like, I thought that part was cool. Then, then they introduce uh, Rick Flag, and then, uh, and then of course, how she manipulated Rick Flag with June Mon uh, June Monroe, who becomes enchantress because she's a stupid little girl that finds something that she's not supposed to find. And, of course, he gets attracted to her. And it's like, that whole love aspect between uh, Rick Flagg and Enchantress, that was stupid. That really was dumb, the whole movie. It was really dumb. He was, like, he was thinking with his middle instead of his head. He is so much better. Rick Flagg, his character, is so much better in this The Suicide Squad when he doesn't have to deal with the girl, like, with a girl around him. It, and it's like, it like, what was the point of that? Like, and it, and it's like this this had a whole aspect kind of like what is going on? It does like like you said we this movie doesn't even know what it's trying to do. It's trying to mix like they're, they they you definitely see Warner Brothers is really putting their hands in there, kind of like Jerry Jones does for the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, Kendrick, I had to throw your Cowboys in on this, but it's true. Warner Brothers got their hands on this because David Ayer wanted a darker version. There is forced comedy in this. And you can, it's pretty obvious where it's forced. And sure, it's funny the first time, but once you know it, it's not so funny anymore. And it's just like, it just defeats the purpose of watching. You just get really tired of what you're watching. And the Warner Brothers got, and that's why they keep clamoring for the David Ayer cut, sort of what Warner Brothers did to Zack Snyder. 
they're clamoring for a David Ayer cut, and I don't know if that would have made this movie any better, to be honest. Like, I mean, this well, movie is... my question is this though: the extended the extended cut that you and I have is that an ears cut or is that just a Warner Brothers cut of them just trying to shut the fans up of saying, "Okay, we gave you an extended cut," when really it's not really an extended cut. It doesn't really do anything to flesh out any characters. The Batman versus Superman extended cut was a whole lot better than this cut. And everything. Yeah. This one just seems like a cookie cutter of a even more worse of a cookie cutter of a film. Yeah, you get to see the origin story of Harley Quinn and stuff like that being fleshed out, but at the same time, we don't get to have other scenes also that we were promised in the original cut, and then we didn't even they didn't even deliver that on the extended cut. So they cut That's it even more. It's not the air cut. It's it's it's. I think it's another Warner Brothers. They just cut and paste some stuff like because. If it was the Ayer cut, Ayer cut, David Ayer cut, they would have, um, they wouldn't be clamoring for a David Ayer cut right now. Like we wouldn't be having that after the whole release the Snyder cut, release the Ayer cut. We wouldn't be having the release the Ayer cut if that was what we got on the Blu-ray. That that wasn't it. I think it was just Warner Brothers. Like, oh god, we're so tired of this. Like here, um, I think that, but I mean, that's the problem. They keep thinking if they let the director do what they want. And I think that's why they kind of got scared. And that's why they gave James Gunn all the power and all the money to here, make it your way. And we're going to, we're going to stay out of it. And look, look what we got. We got a much better version of the suicide squad. It felt, it felt like a comic book movie. And -hmm. if you want to know why we said that, listen to our review that we did yesterday. It's on, it's on our page, but that felt like, no inner and uh, no um hands-on stuff and that's right, what no interference with the studios yeah that's what warner brothers needs to do stay in your lane back off let the directors do what they're going to do no wonder why no wonder why christopher nolan's trying to find another company to do his movie because i think i think i think he's like a and i think your release model is kind of iffy too so i wouldn't be surprised if there's some uh lawsuits coming their way to pick us the same day model because there's that but whatever that's for another story but let let the directors do what they want to do and if you don't like it well then that's just too bad you shouldn't have hired the director then because because if you do what you did with this you're going to get a bad movie if you do what you're going to do with the justice league the 2017 version you're going to get a bad movie if you did what you did with the wonder woman 1984 you're going to have a bad movie. Or the Batman but, versus Superman. You're going to get a bad movie. Well, that isn't as bad as this. Though. True. But um, yeah. But still, it, that that was the market, though, right? That was actually the thing that caused a division among DC fans, though, and yeah. also moviegoers, was the Batman versus Superman movie. There was a divide. If you remember, the critics' score was very divisive between the audience score and the critics' score alone. Yeah. Which caused a split, which also winded up being to the point where DC fans were questioning their uh, Warner Brothers at that point. So that's why I said, I, if you yeah. got what uh, Batman vs Superman did, you're going to probably get a bad movie or a bad remark yeah. from both sides of the party, where it's divisive. Yeah, um, but I mean, there's a lot more memorable moments from Batman vs Superman than this True. movie. Like True. nothing, not any action sequence in this can trump what um or defeat what batman warehouse scene in in mm. batman or superman that scene alone trumps this entire movie i agree and that's one scene and that that's how pow- that's how great that one scene is and then again the fans didn't know what they want 
that you, you wanted Zack Snyder. You got a darker version of Zack. Like that, you, that's what you got with Batman and Superman. If you didn't want that, what the heck did you want then? To quote Ryan Gosling, what do you want? What do you want? Like, seriously, like that. And now, and now, now we got like so many different Batmans, like, because you, because you didn't like what happened with Batman and Superman. We got, we, now we have so many other Batmans and it's like, come on, these timelines are too confusing. Like, <laughs> Bye. With one, but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to- yeah, go yeah, back to this one. Um, and I think they kept, they, they kept trying to in, incorporate Batman to all the intro sequences. And it's like, what do you know? Like, like that's how much faith you have in this movie when you keep having to have another Batman, uh, ba- Ben Affleck's Batman involved in capturing these people. It's like, you don't really need to have that if you wanted this movie to be successful. Now everybody's talking about, everybody wasn't talking about that. They're probably this movie. They're talking about, Hey, Batman's in it. What, what else is he going to, what else is he going to, how is this going to transfer over? They weren't focused on the movie. They're focused on Batman. And that was the, that's a problem. That's, that's kind of like, that's a Warner brothers in that. And I don't think they needed that to the degree, like the whole Batman, like trying to save Harley Quinn and sucker punch her in her nose. Like, <laughs> like we didn't need that. You know, it was funny mm. and it, it's been spoofed on how it should have ended. Those animated videos of like, Hey, how'd you get Harley in there? Oh yeah. I, uh, I punched her in the nose. I put a tracking device in her nose. You see, I felt like at that time they were trying to wrap up with Ben's contract because he, he was only signed on to play Batman for so many roles. Mm-hmm. They were like, you know what? You get a cameo role in Suicide Squad. You get two cameo, no, three cameo ro- ro- roles in a in a Suicide Squad movie, in a comic book movie, you know? Yeah. And I, I think of that, and I think that wasn't the way to go. I mean, this, it shows people like, you really don't care about your movie. You're just trying to get people in it. It's kind of like what you did with Space Jam too, and again, like that whole movie was a travesty. It's like a, a dumpster fire on fire, pouring more gasoline around it, and the and instead of the gasoline, the gasoline's the street, and there's gas all the way down the street, and everything's on fire. That's literally what Space Jam mm-hmm. Two was, and you see, they, they put too much stuff in it to counteract what's going on, and that's that's a problem. Right. It was like they were trying to hide the diamonds of a film that they already have. But I, the only thing that I felt like that was actually fitting for Batman to be in was the de- uh, death sh- dead shot scene with the daughter. Now that part actually added into with the scene because of the fact the daughter is trying to protect her father from going to jail or trying to protect Batman from Deadshot killing Batman. It was and he's like, "Look, you see vulnerability in Deadshot is like, okay, you want you want me, Batman? I'm here." Just cuff me. I'm not going to kill you in front of my daughter. I'm not going to assassinate you in front of my daughter. And you can see the vulnerability that Will Smith gave to Deadshot. And then that also changed the whole entire thing, where it's like, okay, Batman's now going to take him in. And that part was actually fitting to me, because you have layers to Deadshot, you have motivation into the storyline, and it also helped uh, get to know who Deadshot is, and also to get to know the daughter a little bit as well. So I definitely thought that was actually very thought out. The Amanda Waller scenes were thought out very well. And, you know, whenever we look at Enchantress with the special effects with the brother, it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like in 2016, I thought this would look good. Looking at it now, it's not good at all. Uh, I felt like that I was on like an LSD trip or something. 
whenever I first saw this and thought that this was actually good special effects when it wasn't. <laughs> no. You know? And her doing pelvic thrusts while, like, and it, like <laughs> even her face, it's, like, kind of like CGI face. It was like, it was like, what are you humping, air? Like, seriously, it was, it was really disturbing seeing her, like, she just keeps moving around erotically, like, lady, it's not right. working before. Like, you're not, like, like, literally, it was a stop, and the other bad part too is it was hard that the, the visuals were bad. They were like hard to see what was going on. Like it was too dark. So a lot of the cool action sequences, you don't even know what the heck is going on because it's too dark. And I know, no, Watch Mojo did this, did a top, like a comparison of the two. Why, like the Suicide Squad versus Suicide Squad 2016 version. And pretty much they said during it, you can, like, I'm, like, do you do you know what the what the answer the most obvious answer for these for every single one of these category is? Let us know in the comment section below. And it's pretty much anything you would have guessed. The 2021 version easily destroys this one in the landslide in terms of the action. This that because that one you could see what is going on. This was too dark, and it's like a lot. Of, especially that final end battle sequence that was too hard to see, and it was all dark and white, and it's like. Figure, just get a different color scheme. Turn on some lights or something. It's like, come on already. But I mean, some aspects I liked. I liked Deadshot and I liked Harley Quinn. Those are really the only two things I liked. I thought mm. Deadshot was great in this. I'm glad they didn't recast him in the new one because I want him, Will Smith, to come back. Me too. Like, the the gun sequence where him shooting the guns, like on all the guns, seeing him like take out the mag and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And then it quotes the line, like, all right, this is my offer. Um, you need, I, I want full custody of my daughter. Darnell, Darnell, I'll. Like, and I thought that sequence was kind of funny. It's like, all right, I want her to get into school. is like the really good one. And then a red flag is like Ivy League. And it's just like, it's just, it's, it's cheesy, but it's kind of funny. And then. And also, too, he's like, there's only one problem. I don't see you running any of this shit down. And he goes, um. I, I'm not supposed to be. No, not you. And he looks at a man. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, that's that's yeah. my price. You know what it is. Like, I just this 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 the nonchalant like drop of those line. You know what it is. It's like, I mean, he's great in this. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. It's cool. Uh, here's the thing. I my other favorite part that I thought my other favorite character that I thought that was fleshed out better was El Diablo. I thought the eye blow was very well fleshed out. Because of the fact that you had background story to who he is and also makes us care about his family and the fact that he doesn't want to murder anybody because he has that guilt still following him because he killed his family on an accident and everything and therefore he still blames himself for what happened. So I definitely like that. It has a little bit of a Nightcrawler kind of feel to his character that I like because Nightcrawler will go on ahead and punish himself for the sins that he's done and in a sense all the Iblos punishing himself for what he for his crimes for what he did on an accident and he doesn't want to do this anymore but now he's having to do it because of amanda waller and then uh, randall flag was not fleshed out that well compared to the this new suicide squad movie because of the fact that it was very one note he was just sleeping with enchantress macarena woman um that's what I'm, that's what i called her i told her the enchantress macarena woman whenever i saw this movie uh but it didn't add anything to the film. It was very one note. Uh, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. I liked him in this movie, but I liked him better in the Suicide Squad 
even though he was only in it for a few minutes. But you know what, though? I feel like that was James Gunn killing off of the stuff that was bad in the first Suicide Squad movie and was like, you know what? This is no longer going to be your vision. This is my vision now. I'm taking full control over what I'm going to do and what I'm going to bring in to the table. It's going to be a whole lot better, and it's going to be a great film, and it's not going to be a cookie-cutter slice of a film either. No. And also, too, I like, I like seeing Slipknot in this movie, but, of course, just like in the New 52 comic, he does die it's just like that. And he doesn't last long in the comic either. So he dies in the same way, in the same context of what we got in the Suicide Squad movie. So they did that part right. And it doesn't give us any continuity into who he actually is or any background. He's just there to fill a slot. But as far as Killer Croc goes, I was disappointed with the special effects. Because I remember when me and J-Day were talking about this. This is like 2015, 2016 post-production when we first saw the pictures. And I'm like, this does not look like Killer Croc that I knew from Batman Arkham or anything like that. It looked like something that you would get at Party City or at the Halloween store. Because I understand that they wanted to go with a more natural look without having to go with CGI. But you can blend the two together to make it work. This does not work at all. This does not feel like Croc, Killer Croc at all. Because I was excited when he was announced as in the Suicide Squad movie, and then when we got it, I'm like, I don't like this. But no. I'm going to let you... Yeah. Um, I mean, we got a better version of what they tried to do with Killer Croc with King Shark. I yeah. mean, King Shark would eat him for lunch, and then and then, and then then him he would go on the mission and continue to eat his body. That's what King <laughs> Shark would do. Um, but... The other line I kind of liked with Will Smith, the whole pep talk stuff. I'm like, have you not heard of Phil Jackson triangle bitch study? I thought that post kind of funny. It's just like Will Smith wasn't taking shit from anybody. And no. I liked Harley in this too. I thought she was hysterical. This is the first, like, like the first time we got Margaret Ruby's Harley Quinn. And she was great in this. Like, uh, I mean, her stealing the purse. It's like, um, I didn't care for the Joker. I think that was definitely not needed at all in this movie. Like, well, he was never. Here's the thing with the Suicide Squad. He was never an actual member of the Suicide Squad. Now, if they wanted, like I said before at the very beginning, if they wanted to go ahead and make it the mission to try and find the Joker, do that. But to have him in there and everything and not do anything besides trying to break Harley out of prison twice, it just doesn't work. It falls flat for me every single time I watch it. And I feel bad for Jared Leto because I feel like he was actually underutilized for the role that he had. And it was so much better with just the white makeup like we had from the Snyder Cut. I like that version of the Joker versus that. Mm -hmm. And I actually did an experiment with this because I wanted to know what people didn't like about it about him. And I was like, well, I don't like him as with the acting. I was like, well, either you would have still got the same performance and the same stuff from the dialogue that he, that he would have brought to the table. So either way it goes, he would, even with a different actor, you would still get the same type of performance. It would just be a different dialogue coming out of that person. Now, I actually did this. Without the tattoos, without the goalie teeth and stuff like that, the um, bling teeth and everything, grills, people loved it. People loved the fact that it wasn't all the tattoos and things like that. 
And if they went down that road, I think that people would have been a lot more receptive to Jared Leto's version. That's just my opinion, though. But, you know, he wasn't needed to have be in this film unless it was actually to drive a plot, unless they were actually looking for him. But instead, they're looking for Enchantress instead, which yeah. was the main downfall. Yeah, and I didn't think Qualor needed to be in this movie. That like she was in it way too much, and I think she kind of overstepped her. She she needed to stay in her lane, kind of like what they had her just have her in one location, not have them have to save her. And like she 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 talks tough, but she can't shoot a gun. Like she literally said, "Oh, I'm gonna shoot." Oh man, that's right. My plane is bulletproof. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to kill these people. Um, and then it's just like, and like her line, go get it, girl. That was kind of weird. Like, it's just, she was so much better when she was the cold hearted bitch in the Suicide Squad. She was much better in that. Like, Viola she's Davis more believable. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I thought she was a great casting for you, uh, for uh, Amanda Waller. I just think they ruined her character a little bit in this one, but redeemed it big time in the, in the, the, the latest one that just came out. And, um, so, but yeah, this movie had a lot of bad dialogue and I'm about to read the one dialogue and then I'm pretty sure everybody knows exactly where I'm going to read. This is with the Katana sequence where she randomly shows up and he goes, um, it's like, this is Katana. She's got my back. She can cut all you in half of one sword stroke, just like moving the, mowing the lawn. I would advise you not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. Yeah, that's pretty cringeworthy. I think it was so cringeworthy that in like for like I think IGN did for to promote the uh, the disaster artist, they had some of the cast from the disaster artist read really bad quotes in their famous lines. Unfortunately, we didn't get to hear James Franco's Tommy Wiseau read that line, <laughs> and I think they had somebody else. I think either Seth Rogen or somebody else read that line. But yeah, I'll read it again. So it's pretty cringeworthy. This is Katana. She's got my back. You can cut. She can cut all you in half with one sword stroke, just like mowing the lawn. I would advise you not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. You see, I didn't mind the last part with trapping the souls into her victims. To me, I think that part added into something with her character. The mowing the lawn part with one stroke and stuff like that. That was cringeworthy. The very end of it is where I'm sold on, but. <laughs> Here's the thing. It would have been cool if we could actually see that. But no, we don't see that at all. They just talk, and that's it. And gives us an introduction to that character rather than seeing it in flashbacks. So therefore, her character's not even fleshed out that well. We only see one scene of her doing something, and that's whenever she's uh, getting ready to kill one of the Japanese people for killing her husband. Even though he just watched the, his crew do it, she killed him. And mm -hmm. yet, we don't even see his soul get trapped into the sword at that moment either we just no. see her go with the blade he's dead and that's it no special effects in to indicate that her soul went into that sword or anything so that's something that i was very disappointed with as mm -hmm. far as katana go for a first time round of introducing her character yeah and i don't i didn't think the members of the crew of rick flag's crew was any good like scotty's what was this he was he just was there dead. Yeah, he was there. And Rick Rick Flagg pretty much played the damsel in distress this whole movie. Everybody had to save him. Mm -hmm. Like, other people had to save him the whole time. Like, Harley, you need to get him. If not, we're all dead. And she's like, oh, here. And then, yeah, he gets he gets dragged twice in this movie. Come on, you're supposed to be this big, tough guy. And yet you're getting dragged around by these 
monsters. He puts up more of a fight. He he that he does more in the Suicide Squad against Peacemaker than he does this whole movie. And then they justify it. And then they justify it with him being captured with Deadshot saying, "Well, they, she wants you for her for her army because you're the toughest one that she basically the toughest person that, that we that they have on their Suicide Squad." That's why mm-hmm. that she wants him. And she wanted him because she he knew she knew he would get attracted to June Monroe, so he was using her as he she was using him as bait pretty much like right. honey crap, um, and that's pretty much what it was. And it's this, yeah. I, I mean, I I didn't think a chantress was needed. I didn't think June a Doctor June Monroe was needed. And I mean, I don't like. I mean, I didn't think the actress was that great as Enchantress, like Cara Delevingne, because, I mean, she hasn't done anything lately anyway. The last, at the last movie she did after this was Valerian in the City of a Thousand Worlds, which was, wasn't was a great movie. It, was, it had potential, but it was just, they needed better actors. Mm. So, I mean, like, I think, I think that was a complete misstep by having her in this movie in general, Enchantress, because it was not needed. Because, yeah not needed and you could have taken at least 30 minutes off of this movie mm-hmm. it was a two-hour movie it felt like three hours to be honest it- with you with this film it just needed to be like maybe a 90 minute movie to be honest with you it just needed to be 90 yeah. minutes even though we're getting first introduction to other characters i feel like this movie deserved to be only 90 minutes that's just my opinion yeah. too um yeah or, or if you had a better, like, if you didn't, if you let the director do what they do, have it at runtime similar to what the Suicide Squad was. That was two hours and 12 minutes. But the pacing is key. That did not feel like a two hour movie. You were sucked into the character and because you didn't know who was going to survive. And that's the whole point of that. You didn't know who was going to survive and who wasn't, like, who wasn't. And that's that was the whole point of that. And, like, th- this movie, nobody really felt in danger. Everybody, that I mean, nobody felt like in danger. Like Killer Croc, he blew up with this huge explosive device, and yet he comes out just fine. Um, like the only one that really died was El Diablo, which is weird because he's a fire dude, and I figure fire and fire, but not well, from a supernatural aspect of it. And this is me going off the cuff. He basically he has to use a lot of his energy to okay. do something like that. Yeah, you know, and basically we already saw him being weakened a little bit within this film whenever he used his firepower a little bit. So I believe in this: if you use all your energy onto one being, it weakens you to the point where it, you're going to wind up uh, crashing and burning. No, no pun intended, but yeah. it just yeah. it just wears you out. I believe his yeah. magic and his inability, his ability was just worn out at that point. Yeah, that whenever makes- he. You know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. But as far as the origins tale of Harley and the Joker at at, at Ace uh, Chemicals, that was actually in the comics. That part mm-hmm. was actually true in the comics. But here's the thing: even though it's in continuity with the comics and stuff like that with the New Fifty Two, I feel like that they should have added more to it to make us feel some type of emotional impact when Harley winds up becoming Harley that we know now, you know, even though we have a little bit of that in the extended cut, it just doesn't add anything to it, especially when she's trying to run after, uh, in the extended cut running after Joker on her bike and she's speeding there. 
and trying to catch up with him. And then the next thing you know is she wants to be baptized in the chemicals just like he was and everything. And then the this thing actually won Best Makeup at the Academy Awards in 2016. Uh, so I got a Batman or a Superman. <laughs> or Deadpool. No, Deadpool won Best Makeup, honestly. <laughs> that's true. It should have. But... You know, there's nothing there. There's nothing to actually digest on with this film to make us care about what's going on in this movie. And it's cut it like it's good. It's just like showing us around the set. It's good set pieces, but you're not doing anything with those set pieces or anything like that. There's no motivation with the set pieces. There's just nothing there. No, I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing really more to talk about with this movie. It's, it's like we, I mean, if it, if it was an enjoyable. Well, yeah, it would go like longer. I mean, like, like, like I said, like we did our review yesterday. There was a lot of disgust because we're laughing as to how funny right. King Shark was. Like, because there's a lot of memorable moments in every single scene, and it's just like Warner Brothers really screwed the pooch on this one. And that's why, like, that's why they called it a soft reboot. Kind of like I don't even know how they called it like that. So I mean, and, and bottom line is, if you want a Suicide Squad movie, don't watch this one. Go watch the new one because that's where you'll get it. And you see, I love CCR. I like Clarence Clearwater Revival as the next as much as the next person. I like Eminem. I like um, I bought the soundtrack because I did like the songs on the soundtrack, but it doesn't match the visuals on what they were trying to do with with that. Yeah. Even whenever the KJ rap song comes on, when Harley's beating somebody up inside the elevator, KJ Seven yeah. songs and everything. I actually downloaded that on iTunes because it didn't mm. come with the soundtrack. Yeah. But it just doesn't do it. That's like maybe the only scene that actually matched with what, yeah. what the song was. Because swing, bada, 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 swing. Yeah. She has a baseball bat. So it yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. The other songs and stuff like that just doesn't make sense at no. all. And I want to point the Bohemian Rhapsody to be played in a different scene. Not wait the whole damn mm -hmm. movie. Till that should have been the intro. Movie. They should have done that either. The intro or doing that first big action sequence of them taking on like that, like all of the uh, the first time they're fighting because they implemented it perfectly in the trailer, and yet you waited the whole movie to play that song at the very like for like maybe like two minutes, like if that. They should have done that early in the movie or that first big action mm -hmm. set piece when they all get down there and they're dealing with the like dealing with the uh, demon things first, like. That sequence where Deadshot's taken out every single one of them. That scene would have been perfect when they did the whole um, the whole guitar riff, like when the, from Wayne's World, when everybody's bobbing their heads. They would have that would have made that scene so much better if they played that poor like they played Bohemian Rhapsody while they did that action scene because that would have made the movie a lot more better because you're like they placed it because the song placements were horrible the whole movie like all over the place. It's like song here, song here, song here, like. Okay, you didn't give us time to digest what would just happen, but yet we're too concerned about the bad song choice. Songs were great, but they just placed them wrong. Like, put Bohemian Rhapsody in an action sequence and have it blend perfectly. Like, whoever did that needs to get fired because they, they failed miserably in that. And then again, a lot of people that are involved with this movie need to, besides the actors, they need to, like, get a demotion because that was horrible. Like, you... You pretty much you hyped us all up, and then you pulled the rug out from under us and laughed at us for 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 trying to enjoy this after you promised us something that we didn't even get. Right. And before we wrap up, there's some there's one more thing I want to talk about. You know how you were asking about Harley Quinn with the tracking device in her neck? 
being still <laughs> yeah remember you well this is what you said last night i believe where you said uh i thought that she took the uh device out of her neck the exploding neck piece the microchip i don't remember that <laughs> yeah i think you did if i'm not mistaken but come right, to find out, she never took it out or anything it was just overrided by the joker's crew to the point where it, whenever Waller would go on hand and trying to activate it, it wouldn't go off. So therefore, I believe that she had that still implanted into her neck. Oh, and everything. now I remember. Yeah, I was asking her like how like she just randomly shows up and like, hey guys, I'm like does she, like the, does she have a tracker jack in her neck? And because like because I know Amanda Waller is about to press it for every single one of them. That was before she got whacked in the face with the uh, with the golf club, but right. Um, I, I so I mean I was like it's a uh, yeah I, I remember because in the movie they they, they override it but yeah Amanda Waller she still Harry was still went to the jail which was really right. kind of weird like you don't have it anymore yet you want to stay in jail with them that kind of weird well she was she's lonely she broke out with Mr yeah. J she don't have any friends the only she person she has is the little girl <laughs> well I thought she thought Mr J was dead. Because she she fell from the helicopter while it blew up, and she fought. Right. She threw out her pudding uh her her pudding collar, <laughs> like she threw that away, and she's like, "Hey guys, I'm back." And I'm like, "That's because Mr. J supposedly was dead, not because you broke right. up." And that's the Birds of Prey story, right? Well, that's what I was getting. That's yeah. what I meant with yeah. that. But with this, it's like you know, it's like a breakup, right? Is someone that's sitting on the sidelines being second on on guard, you know, where basically what's what I'm thinking of a backup, rebound. yeah, a rebound, and basically that's what they that's that's what the Suicide Squad was for her, a rebound. It's like ah, oh, Mr. J is dead. Guess what, guys? I'm back. I want to be with you guys now. <laughs> you know, that's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. But I also like how Harley plays dead when Deadshot is uh, shooting her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that gives it the whole point. Nobody really felt in danger this whole movie. And that was like, and that's not really like, okay, if they're called the Suicide Squad, this is a dangerous mission. So you expect some danger element. Like, you didn't really feel sorry. Like, didn't feel like none of them were really, really in danger. Like, you knew Deadshot was going to survive. You kind of pretty sure knew Harley was going to survive. Everybody else, sure, they were probably going to survive. They didn't do anything stupid. But, and then that, 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 that was like, it kind of takes you out of the movie. Like, What's the whole point called a Suicide Squad? Yet every single one of them is not in danger. But when you do it well, when you when you feel for them, and when you say the tagline, pretty much right from the get go, no one is safe. Don't get attached. Like in the twenty twenty one version, you feel something. So it, give, it it just adds more element to the movie, and that's why I just cannot commend James Gunn enough for what he did because he made an enjoyable movie that was hyped. And that people that didn't like it the first time, they watched it again and then enjoyed it more. So that's a case where it's the opposite case of this one. When the more you watch this, the more you're going to hate it and you're just going to like attack it and bash it anytime you can. Because this is not a good movie. There's aspects that are good in it, but it's not. But the more you watch the James Gunn one, the more you entertain it because you pick up on more things. And yet you get the Seeking Shark just beat it be hilarious the whole time i mean it's just like they have this so many great performances in that that version and they the studio let james gunn do whatever he wanted they gave him the money and like here do whatever you want and that's where it works this doesn't so warrior brothers 
Get your get your damn dirty hands off of these projects and let the directors do their jobs. Stay in your lane, bro. I definitely agree with that. If you're going to hire somebody on to do your job, and let's say you're a painter, right? And you're trying to paint somebody's house. And then you don't like how that person is painting the house. So therefore you decide to do it yourself or show the painter what to do, even though you have no experience of painting and everything. And then you fire him. And then all of a sudden it just turns into crappy, into a crappy paint job. That's not the fault of the painter. That's the fault of your own self because you decided to put yourself in the painter's shoes and you don't know how to, you don't know how to paint. And that's exactly what Warner Brothers does. But all in all, this movie is just a giant mess of a film. It doesn't and everything. It doesn't really hold up. The CGI is really bad. The aspects, like we said, that we liked was Deadshot being introduced, Deadshot getting arrested, um, and of course with Batman being there. And then also, too, the action sequences with Deadshot was really great. And everything, too. But other than that, though, even with El Diablo, I liked him. And then uh, with Rick Flag, didn't like him in this movie at all. He was very one-note, paint-by-the-numbers kind of thing. Killer Croc, not so much. And, the, and Harley was great. Even yeah, though Harley. her... And this is actually the first introduction into Harley Quinn. So her accent was actually going in and out with yeah. that New York accent. Because she was just... Because Margaret Robbie was just trying to find the balance of how to find that voice for her character. So that's perfectly normal to try and find, trying to find the voice yeah. for the character at the very first. She did what she had to do with what was going on. And, right. and he's, and then obviously it worked because she's gotten birds of prey and she was great in that movie. And she was fantastic in the suicide squad. So when her, like, like, like I said, the more she does it, the better. And then Margaret, and Margaret Ruby loves being Harley Quinn and she that's why she's like i I'm, I'm not i'm already done taking a break of harley quinn let's go i want more like that means you you're doing something right when you have a and then she's a fan favorite character and and because of what after this role they had the animated series which is a fantastic harley quinn show if you haven't seen that the, the it was on hbo max um that shows hysterical and that's kind of proves like harley quinn can be raunchy and she can cuss and it's a great animated show, and Kelly Cuoco is fantastic as Harley Quinn. Like the cast in that, and that's the first time that show brought introduced me to King Shark. So, and there's a King Shark, and he's voiced by Ron Funches, and he's a computer guy. He t he speaks coherent sentences. He's he's a tech guy, and yet when he senses blood, he's gonna bite you, <laughs> and he's gonna attack you. But if you haven't seen the Harley Quinn show, watch it. It's hysterical because you get introduced to probably the best. Unknown, like like a worst Batman character ever, and he needs and he'd be perfect for the Suicide Squad, and that's Kite Man. We need more Kite Man. Hell yeah! And you know what though? I was introduced to Kite Man when reading uh one of the newer Batman movie uh, comic books. I forgot what it what it is, but I have it over here mm -hmm. for the graphic novel. But because the new 52s are no longer canon, the other bet the rebirth series is where I got uh introduced to Kite Man at yeah. and everything. I'm like, really, Kite Man? I was He's like great. cringing the whole time reading him, and I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah, he's, Suicide Squad's a definitely a good fit for him. Yeah, if he's great in the Harley Quinn show, though. He just shows up. It's like, hey, ladies, what's up? I'm Kite Man. Hell yeah. And he just, he presses his center on his, on his, and then, and he has the kite that flies out. And he's like, hey, it's Kite Man. It's, 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 it's if it's just, he's hysterical in the animated show, the Harley Quinn animation show, which is on HBO Max. But, and I think that, because James Gunn teased that I already asked him, what about Kite Man? He's like, couldn't get Kite Man into this movie, potentially for a sequel. And I'm pretty sure this movie's going to do well. Like, the 2021 is going to do well. So I hope so. Because I want a sequel. And I want a Kite Man. Sean, okay. uh, our, our, my buddy, like our, our co host Sean, he'd agree with me on that one. He loves Kite Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing, though, too, my first, my other introduction into King Shark was also in the Flash series. And I thought the special effects worked for the TV series for. Mm -hmm. Uh, King Shark, I thought he was very menacing with that. With this one, I, with this new Suicide Squad movie, I liked it. I liked how they gave him more stuff to do than in the CW Network one. But still, it was very enjoyable. Mustache. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> any more final thoughts as far as Suicide Squad 1 goes or anything like that? No, we covered it. This one sucks. It has yep. some moments. And like, if you want to watch a Suicide Squad movie, skip this one easily. Even if, even if you scroll through it on HBO Max, like, oh, Suicide Squad. No, skip. Go to the, go to the, go to the hey. so there's two different titles. This one's called Suicide Squad. The, the James Gunn was the Suicide Squad. So make sure that has the word the in it. And then um, that, and also pretty sure the video game coming out next year is probably going to be a lot better than this one too. Right. And also too, King Shark and Black Manta, um, from uh, Aquaman and all them were the original members of Suicide Squad mm. and everything too from the New 52. I just want to throw that in there because I know you like uh, Black Manta as well and King Shark. King Shark was also one of the members of the first Suicide Squad members as well. Cool. Along with uh, Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Yeah. So I just want to throw that in there if you ever want to, if you got, if you, the fans, or Charlie wants to check out some New 52 stuff. And things like that. It might be a little bit harder to get that stuff, but it's definitely worth checking out. Or if you can actually find a free comic book website online to read that, I recommend it. It's great reads and stuff like that. So, anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for the show for tonight. Go on ahead and go to the St. Jude's website to donate maybe five to ten dollars towards the cause on our senses. And that's where we actually partnered up with St. Jude's and Two Girls Blur Girls Podcast. Check them out, though, too. They're a good friend of friends of ours and everything, Tamara and Tamika. Go on and check that out. They actually did their Part 3 series of Black Superheroes and comic books. So go on ahead, check that out. Um, matter of fact, thank you, Curtis, for jumping in for a few minutes from Listen, Listen, Listen Podcast. I actually had him on the show a couple of times. And another thing, too, is if you guys want to get an audio-only podcast episode of this show and many things that we do here at Movie Loves Unite, you can get that where you guys get your podcast from. And also, too, rate us on Good Pods. Give us a five-star rating. It actually helps other people and audiences to find us. Good Pods is a great place if you're a, a person that likes listening to podcasts or if you're just someone that does podcasting in general, go on ahead and check out Good Pods. Good Pods is a great way to go. Then, of course, for anything for your entertainment needs and wants, Go on ahead, go to movieloversunite.com. And then, of course, follow us on Facebook at movieloversunite over there, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. Then, of course, go on ahead, head over to Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, and then go over to our email address at movieloversunite at gmail.com. If you're a sponsor and would like to sponsor us, go on ahead and check that out as well. 
we're not probably going to be doing any more episodes on stereo anymore, I don't think, because I actually like this format better than a stereo. But if you do want to listen to some older episodes, go ahead, go over to stereo at Mood Lovers Unit over there, or you can check out the audio stuff that we did from stereo on this channel because I moved all our audio formats that we did on stereo onto here. So go ahead and check that out. Always until next time, guys. Thank you, Charlie, for joining me as my co-pilot, my co-captain to this channel. I appreciate everything you do, man. Thank you so much. Always until next time, guys. Bye-bye.